MD or Q. Uh, my name is Dustin, and with me tonight is Katarina. Hello. And we are going to be talking about not one, but two spooky Netflix shows, which are The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor. So they're both by the same creator and same director. It's uh, Mike Flanagan, who's kind of like in recent years really established himself as a pretty prominent horror filmmaker uh basically everything i've seen of his has been pretty good um like i think he did the sequel to ouija about the haunted ouija board and that ended up being a lot better than i thought it would have been um he's just he's really good at effective creepy stuff like he he understands the genre pretty well so it took us a while to watch hill house because that came out like two three years ago and we always I always saw it like in the queue that we have on Netflix yeah I um I saw it and I thought it was a movie actually I didn't think it was a series Mm -hmm. I I'd thought it was a movie because and I'm not a big like scary movie person usually Mm -hmm. I don't know I feel like that's actually changed over the past few years but um like, I mean, I'm still not into, like, super, super scary movies, but, like, more suspense, like, kind of creepy movies I can deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I never was like, hey, let's watch this. And I was um, always kind of like, I want to see this, but I know she's not super into scary stuff. And everything I've read about it says it's very scary. So <laughs> I don't know. But then I was like, I don't want to watch it without her and then be like, I'm two episodes into this show. And, and then, then I'd have to watch it by myself. And then have you be like, you watched it? You know what I mean? So... One night, I don't even know, was it just because it was October? Just because it's October, we're like, let's watch Um, this. I think it was partially because it was October, and I think it was just like one of like the top things that was scrolling through, and I think I landed on it, and it played the trailer, and I was like, oh, huh, that sounds actually really interesting. And you were like, yeah, and the next one's coming out soon. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, well, do you want to watch it? You were like, yeah. Yeah. And so we started it, and it was actually really good. And and this was um, Haunting of Hill House. That's that's the first one. Yeah, we got engrossed pretty quick. Um, so, yeah, I would say that it wasn't... Maybe the first episode was a little slower, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I know in some shows, it'll be, like, really slow for the pickup. And you're just like, okay, oh, man, I hope in the next episode or two you know it really gets better here that's how i mean Um, we're we're watching ratchet right now that's kind of how i felt at the start really i was like i would really like some more to happen oh see i didn't (laughs) i didn't feel that way about it but but yes that's for another episode so yeah it's like it's like you know it was interesting it kept it kept both of our attention Mm -hmm. um and it's it's pretty it's based on the haunting of hill house which is an old book uh it's been adapted a ton i think there's like five or six different movies right there i know there's like a couple old movies too. the house on haunted hill i think is kind of an adaptation of that too um but it's just yeah a family moves into a house and a lot of weird things happen but what the show did that i really liked is it it splits it between like the past and the present and what it did is it did that in a way that really was like it was very seamless in the sense of the editing that's exactly what i was gonna say um, it would just take a, a scene that was from the past and or even the future and the way that they would transition you know they would like say 
zoom in on like a candle or somebody's dress and then they would zoom out and you would know that you were in either the past or the present based on either the color or the sound or you know the surroundings of how the scene had changed um but it was also fluid and you like didn't it wasn't like very like I don't know, like a stark contrast. Like, oh man, oh that was a right, really it wasn't stiff like, change. It wasn't like star wipe flashback. Okay, oh it got all hazy, and now we're in a flashback. Right, scene. Like, and and you didn't need like a constant reminder of like a little um, then now, like a little like subtitle like this is the year, and then now this is the current year. Exactly. Like you didn't have to constantly be like, oh wait, is this the past? Oh wait, is this the present now? And that's... are we back? It just was very like. Oh, okay. Very fluid. Um, and I really appreciated that because I feel like that's, and you actually, they did that a lot in, um, Bly, uh, Bly Manor as well. That's what I was going to say. Is I think it's very stylistic of this director in that case, um, after seeing it in both and whether it's because that's how he wanted to tell these stories, because I think when you have something that's like a haunted, you know, manor, mansion, you know, whatever it is, you know, part of it is telling the story of the past and how it's haunted, why it's haunted, um, the stories of the ghosts that live there and, and the legends and myths about it. And so I think that being able to, to do that so effectively and make those transitions so smooth is like really key in, in pulling off, um, this kind of like like series and show um i think it is just like a trademark of his too because if he did a movie called oculus about like a haunted mirror mm. and it was like this this these kids grew up and it was like they were trying to solve what was going on and it did a lot of that too where it jumped back to when they were kids and like first encountered everything but, but that's like, also what i'm saying is like if you're doing something that's like a haunting type thing right when you have to show the past like not a lot of people do it that smoothly yeah it's definitely something because i think in the parts i've seen of dr sleep too there's tidbits where like he looks into a mirror and sees like him as a kid or like Mm. he looks down a hall and sees something from when he was younger like that took place in the shining you know what i mean like so it's it's i think it's a choice for him but it's also like it's a it's a classic horror type of device like you're saying he just has it down to a point where it's so seamless that that you can watch the story as one fluid story and not have any issue. Follow- like, my mom has a really hard time following stories that jump back and forth. <laughs> and I think she would probably be fine watching something like this because everything's so well... I mean, she wouldn't enjoy it for other reasons. But I don't think not being able to follow it would be a problem. Uh, but yeah, so Bly Manor, we talked about it a little bit, is the is a haunted house. and A haunted, like... Would you call it a castle? I don't know if I would call it a cat, like an estate. Yeah, an estate. That's a good. Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's a manor, so they literally call it a manor. So do without what you will. So they hire, yeah, they hire um, an American au pair. To, nanny, essentially. A nanny, basically. Yeah, they just call it au pair the whole time. So. Yeah, well, au pair is essentially the French term for that. It just sounds fancier. Um, but they're in in London. They're in the UK, so it's. They have some different terminology for some things. Um, but yeah, it so it takes place. It starts out with like the night before a wedding. And um, they're, 
there's a woman and they're talking about ghost stories and there's a woman who comes in and she's like I have a ghost story and she sits down and she starts telling the story of Bly Manor um and that's what you know starts the whole thing um and it was really really interesting there were a lot of things that kind of keep you guessing Mm -hmm. the whole time um there were a couple points that I I don't want to give anything away that I felt almost didn't work or didn't feel totally necessary in the sense that they didn't get completely resolved um mm-hmm. um in how they just kind of disappeared um <laughs> that's fair and that's it's funny because <laughs> because Hill House was basically like universally acclaimed as one of the best horror things whether movie or show or anything and one of the best horror things of like the last 15 20 years like Mm. all across the board everything i kept reading for it was like this is one of the best things i've ever seen start to finish and bly manor got a lot of a lot of praise as well but not the same and i think part of it is because hill house to me was just flat out scarier hmm um, I don't know. I'd be interested. So which one, which one did you kind of prefer? Uh, prefer. Well, that's a hard question because I liked them each for a couple different reasons. Mm-hmm. Bly Manor had a lot more in the sense of like, there was more of a story. Um, there was like less of the spooky stuff in the sense that there was more of like a suspense of you're constantly guessing and it's like a mystery like you're trying to figure out why is this happening what exactly is happening and then towards the end like the last full episode is almost purely like a story and I'm sure by now if you've seen any reviews of it or anything like that like it's just heartbreaking like I literally cried the entire last episode (laughs) like I was just like in tears like it is a sad ending and I think that's something with both shows too because like I felt really really like emotion emotional watching both of them like Mm. watching the yeah but I feel like um like Bly Manor was definitely a more emotional experience Hill House was like more rounded out I think like it was more of a comforting type of yeah, I could see that. Like, like there was more of a resolution. Like, I don't want to say it because <laughs> right, no, I, gotcha. I don't want to spoil endings for people who haven't seen it because we want you to go and watch it and enjoy it for yourself. But things ended up how I feel like they should have ended up in that sense um, to really just appease, you know, viewers and, and uh, see the spirits in the houses and things. Uh, <laughs> what was that voice? I don't know. Okay. Um, trying to, you know, maybe hint at things, but like not give things away. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, um, but just, yeah, I don't, I think that they're two very different stories, so it's hard to prefer anything. Like Hill House was much creepier mm-hmm. and there was a lot more in the sense of the backstory of the house and not not even the backstory of the house but just the ghost stories of the house and like what was happening there and like the spooky aspect of it and being like oh my gosh mm-hmm. this is creepy and i think 
a lot of times watching Hill House, we were like, no, 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 nope, nope. Like there were a lot of times where I definitely was like, "Mm, I don't want to. It does definitely. uh." It did play into those tropes a lot where you're like, you like kind of see what they're doing and where they're going. And you're like, don't do it. Yeah. Don't don't go in that room. Right. And it was like, nope. I'm not, nope, nah, uh-uh, nah, uh no, thank you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you didn't get that as much with Bly Manor. Bly Manor was very much more of a narrative, which, I mean, that that is what is happening. You have someone literally narrating the story of Bly Manor to you, and it it is much more that. It's a story that has, you know, those spooky, ghostly-type aspects where... There's suspense and mystery and some creepy things that are happening. And there's definitely points where y- you jump and you're like, oh, okay, what now? And it can get creepy, but it's not, it's definitely not at the same level that, that Hill House was. Because mm-hmm. um, Hill House was just definitely way more creepy. Um, so I I think that they're very different in the sense of like, well, what did you prefer? Because... If I'm looking for something spooky and, like, very <laughs> thriller, I definitely would prefer Hill House. But I also very much enjoy, like, a good story with some, like, mystery and, like, suspense thriller type spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Blame Manor. So, I don't know. Yeah, wh- where I think I've landed on it is I think Hill House might have been the more consistently, like, entertaining and engaging show. But I think the overall better one was Bly Manor. Hmm. Like, from, like, not even, like, from production, because production quality and effects and everything on both were incredible. Right. But the story in Bly Manor was just a more engrossing type of mm-hmm. type of experience. Uh, yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's because, because of the performances, but a lot of the actors in are the same in both series. Mike Flanagan has a stable of actors that he really enjoys. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's married to the actress who played Theo in Hill House. Um, and she's been in uh, every one of his movies, basically. Oh, wow. Um, and so you see, like, the same actors coming up again and mm-hmm. again. I didn't realize that. that yeah. He, he was married to her. So he he uses a lot of the same actors. Um, but that said, I thought that in, in Bly Manor specifically, Victoria Pedretti, who was the main actress... She was Nell in Hill House, and she's um, Danny in Bly Manor. I thought she was incredible in this. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. In Bly Manor, I think the thing that I noticed the most is her squeaky voice. And she, (laughs) there's a couple of times, because she's being a nanny, so, like, there's a few times where she's running after kids. But she, like, doesn't quite run. She does, like, this, like, funny little speed walk. It's like a scamper, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, it's really adorable, and it's like kind of funny to watch, and like I, it was funny watching because I like, I know I'm not supposed to laugh, but I can't help it because like she she's just like, ah, kids, (laughs) Mm -hmm. she's like power walking, chasing these two kids around. Yeah, like you know, it's like the late '80s, and she's like got these high like mom jeans and like her hair's up in a scrunchie and she's like power walking to go get like this kid from the middle of the field oh her 80s american fashion in this is incredible. oh yeah it's great 
is a lot of big sweaters. Like you said, high high jeans. Mm-hmm. There was one shirt that had like a button patch across the top of it at <laughs> one point that was kind of crazy. But I think too, like in Hill House, she, I don't think she had as much to do. Mm. Like I feel like Nell, as, aside from being like one of the main characters, didn't get a whole lot to do. Right. So to see her like being able to transition from like happy to scared to hysterical to you like she portrayed each emotion pretty pretty well mm-hmm. i mean she's an actress so right that's, yeah she's an actress it's a, but like, kind of her job i would hope she could do that but like okay so a, a negative for me in blind manner <laughs> speaking of actors and actresses in it is uh oliver jackson cohen was um why am i drawing a blank on these kids names he was the miles n- no he was uh peter quint in bly manor oh okay you i said can't kid. remember i can't remember who he played the adult version of i can't remember the name in hill house oh in hill house mm-hmm. um he was the it was he the was the twin of Nell, yes. right yeah he was the grown-up version of the youngest kid that's a great question it feels luke. so long ago he was luke right and i thought in bly manor I just, I, something about him I couldn't always fully invest into. Really? There was a, like, I don't know. And I don't know if it was because of how vulnerable he is in Hill House performance-wise. Hmm. That whatever, like, there were occasional moments, like, obviously he's a talented actor. But there were moments where he, like, was trying to do, like, something was happening. And I was like, okay, I just, I don't, I don't see it here. Like, I don't, and I don't know if that's just me unfairly judging. <laughs> uh I don't know. It's just funny how you say like it's so great to see a, a dynamic from the actress that plays Danny and Nell, and then there's a dynamic like change in this actor, and you're like, I don't know. I just yeah, that's that's fair. I don't know. I just you got the hots for Nell. No. Um. <laughs> the other person I really want to talk about. The other two people I really want to talk about are uh, Tania Miller and mm. Raul Coley. I yeah. hope I'm saying that right. They play um, Hannah and Owen. Yeah, Tania Miller was great. She was incredible. I was like, I really hope that we get to see her in more things after this. Because, like, as far as, like, a lot of the episodes go, for me, she was, like, what kept everything moving. Like, mm. she was the driving force of the show. Yeah, she did really, really good. And I think that that's something that the the season of Hill House didn't have as much. Like, it relied on the family dynamic a lot. But none of the performances of the kids as adults really impacted me the way she did in this. Hmm. And I thought, you know, her and Owen together worked really well. I really liked him as well. Right. I did too. He, I, yeah. He seemed like a very, like, nice person. Like, I don't know. I have this thing <laughs> where, like, sometimes with actors, I'm like, we would be such good friends. Like, I want to get to know you and be your friend. He just seems like the kind of person that, like, you'd be, like, best friends with, like, I want to hang out with you. He has arguably the bushiest mustache I've ever seen. <laughs> His sweaters were on point, and he just like runs around. He's the chef for the house, for the manor, and he just runs around and cracks puns and crazy dad oh jokes. Oh my gosh, the puns were amazing. And he's just is he's they're they're food puns too. He's so, so like, good at like those silly moments, and then just turning it on in an instant for like a serious moment. Mm-hmm. And I think like that type of acting is tough to do in ho- in horror type things to not and not fall into like parody. Yeah, I guess. But it, it's not like 
horror is horror throughout the entire thing either. Right. I mean, and I think so, that that's something that gets lost because I think a lot of things try to do it is like, oh, okay, it's horror all the time right now. Let's go. Hmm. Um, so like, was there, was there a performance in Hill House that stood out to you the way that those two do in Bly Manor? Um, in the same way, no. Um, I think that the performance of the mom in Hill House okay. um, really stood out to me just because like you see her deterioration like mm-hmm. slowly happening. Yeah, Carla Gugino. And yeah, and like, I mean, part of that's, you know, the writing and the directing and part of that's her as an actress and it's just, I I thought that was something, you know, it's you know it's hard to act insane <laughs> she, she did a really good job of showing like the like you said the deterioration over time in the house right. um i also too really am impressed with all of the child actors mm-hmm. that that he's gotten in for both these shows in both yeah, because for in sure. both like they're asked to do a lot of crazy things mm-hmm. and almost every time every kid was very believable in the moment like yeah, for I thought sure. we're very, very talented, and I think that that's probably like, who knows, like a one in a million type of chance to find like that many skilled child actors for one. You know, I don't. I don't think it's one in a million. If you know how many parents are putting their kids in into Hollywood, it's definitely not one in a million. But like, but the, they are very talented children. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Like, because like in the in Hill House, they did incredible casting with. The kids and their adult versions. Mm-hmm. Like, you could easily see all of them. And I think that's part of what makes the seamless transition from past to present as well. Is, like, you have these great kid actors that can capture all these things that then the adult actors kind of have to, to work with and to build off of. Right. But, I mean, also with filming, like... It's not always filmed in that order either. Oh, no, I know. So it's not like, oh, well, the kids did this for the adults to build off of. It could have been the adults did this for the kids to build off of. Right. So it's not necessarily in that order. Like, filming doesn't work chronologically in the way that you see it presented to you on screen. Mm -hmm. So that's not necessarily how that worked. I know. Um, I'm I'm just thinking more like... It's how it's written um, for you. Like on paper and how it's presented to you that's fair i'm just thinking like in like the other the only other thing i can think of for an example of of really good casting like that from child actor to adult actor was in the uh the it movies hmm. where you had like you know the kids were right. incredible in chapter one and then it's such a tall task to find actors that can recreate that camaraderie and i think that part of why one is better than two for that is because of not everyone being able to kind of match that. Yeah, I suppose. Um, so I think th- I think that's more what I'm trying to get at is like I was just very impressed with their ability in Hill House to to connect the like the gaps between those two the the two versions of the character. Okay. I don't know. I'm yeah. So, uh, is there any anything else? So both watch both, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think they're both equally entertaining and um, spooky. <laughs> um, yeah, they're just very entertaining and um, I think 
worth watching in their own right um, yeah, for different already, reasons for sure if you haven't watched hill house already like if you were delaying on it like us or something or just didn't think it would be up your alley it is it is very scary at parts it is super tense at parts as well but it it's such a such a good story and then like the same thing for for bly manor with with more like suspense but less like flat out scares you still you're getting like just a really good engrossing well-written story yeah for sure and i think that that's something that that can get missed easily when it comes to horror and i think that's why these shows are getting so much praise Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah so i would say definitely worth a look even if you you know are like are like you with not liking too much like outright horror stuff yeah i and i mean now that Bly Manor's out too, you could always start with Bly Manor and then see if you like it because there is less um, straight up like horror and stuff. It's a bit more suspense and thriller type than I would say horror. Um, you know what's always unsettling too, thinking about right now? What? Is like like the thing in the background of the frame walking across or moving or like like how many times watching both of these shows where we're like, oh, did you see it? Oh, when there was just something in the something background. Just walks by or like some like a hand. A shadow back or yeah. something and you're like, Oh my gosh, no, there it is. This is not good. And like, yeah, we would because a lot of these shows are very dark too, we would either watch it at night or we would make sure to like shut the blinds and turn the lights off because otherwise you're getting glare from like the sun or just lights on in general. And then you like miss those little details because you can't see them because the TV is so dark and the lighting is so dark in the TV. Mm-hmm. So unless you have like a really well lit illuminated TV where the brightness is all the way up or something, um, I would suggest that too. It can very much immerse you in the, the experience. Uh, so if you jump easily, maybe not so much, like keep a nightlight on or something near you. Um, but definitely if you don't want to miss those key little things, I would suggest that. Yeah, that's a good point too. So I think that's everything. Is there anything else? No, I would say watch them. Watch them both. They're very entertaining. And the, yeah, the production Halloween value. Halloween's like six days, so do it. Yeah, it's, I think it's ten episodes for one, and then Bly Manor's nine. Something like that. Something, yeah. It's around each, like that. 45 minutes or so. So mm-hmm. it's well worth it. May have a marathon one day. Get through one of them. I suppose. If you have nothing else to do. Yeah, carve a pumpkin. Hang out. Watch some, uh, watch some Hill House or Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so we will we will get out of here. But don't carve a pumpkin in the dark. Be safe. Safety first. That's right. We are a pro safety podcast. Good catch. Thank you. Ah, uh, yeah. So let us know what you uh, which version you prefer. If you prefer Hill House or Bly Manor, you can send us an email. It's just the movie mailbag at gmail dot com, or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. It's just at Heverbrew. Pretty easy to find. And I think that's everything. So thank you guys for listening, and we will be back. <laughs>